classical music fans out there, or and or people who enjoy incredible, incredibly sonorous, silky, beautiful music. This is Beethoven's Fiorelis. <laughs> All right, so we got Pillars, episode seventy-one, and uh, it's a distinct pleasure to have my uh, good friend Logan Burke. Um, and, uh, we decided to being a Sunday and all, so we'll start with a little bit of Beethoven, a little classical, you know, good morning. Yeah. Welcome my friend. Welcome my friend. It's too bad. We don't have cameras because golly, Logan's got a nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job, Logan. All right. Just to kind of like make you feel a little relaxed so you can be yourself, you know? And uh, it's so happy, so happy that we could get together and chit chat a little bit about real estate, being that you're in the business with Keller Williams as a realtor, and it's certainly a busy time for real estate, huh? Yeah. Um, just to give you an example, yesterday I'd had two open houses. Um, so I had one in. Ocean City, then I went to Delaware, and then I went back to 36th Street to let in some buyers. And this couple was really cool. And they had looked at three places, and we can get more into this later, just in regards to what's happening and the the bidding wars out there. But this couple ended up getting the property that they wanted that I let them in last night. So that was a huge win. Um, And they texted me around... I don't know, 8.30 last night and said they got it. So I was really excited for them. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. So they got the property they wanted. Is that, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yep. Awesome. And it's, I mean, we were just talking before air. Um, it's, I mean, I don't think it takes a genius to realize that like house prices are high, right? And people really want, I mean, we're in Sussex County, right? You're licensed in Maryland and Virginia? Or no, I'm sorry, Maryland and Delaware? Yep, Maryland and Delaware. Cool. Um, And it's been crazy all summer. I'm here in Sussex Shores. You know Sussex Shores well. Mm -hmm. Um, And houses have COVID. There are three houses we went on the market. Usually this community, it turns over in family, but like prices are high, a lot of action, huh? It's it's super competitive. we're seeing a shift right now they're actually it's you know after the last 12 months um basically there was a ton of homes that were listed a ton of homes were bought and now the the issue that people were running into is like you know we've got buyers but we don't have inventory so um during september we actually had a 25 percent rise in inventory so people are listing their houses after the summer so they got that last summer in with the family and now they're ready to sell and uh september now we're in october um there's more and more people staying down here uh year round but you know get that last summer and if you're thinking about selling (laughs) now's the time to do it right uh yeah i mean i'd love to help anyone do that if they're ready um you know i want to i do want to make sure that they have a plan like i I shouldn't say this, but I, uh, I actually kind of talked a guy out of listing his house the other day because I said, well, if you sell this house, where are you going to go? And he said, well, I don't, I don't really know. I I don't have a, I don't have a plan. And I said, well, maybe we should think about that before we sell this house because I I don't want him to sell it and have no place to go. Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you want him, everyone wants to make money, but like you want to do it the right way. You know, at, at, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just you want to be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I and mean, I mean, it's almost like maybe a part of your job is like a little bit of a therapist or a little, a little bit of like, hey, let's talk this out. Huge transaction. You know what I'm saying? Lifetime, big, one of the biggest sort of like things that you do with money is buy a house or sell a house. So yeah, it's very, you know, it is money changing hands, but it's a very emotional decision yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's you not know. just money. Yes, correct. Because it's like just just with this couple last night that I'm going to use because it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's talking about the dog and talking about taking the kid to the beach and all these memories. And you know, that's that's the nice thing about um, being a realtor is that I do get to be involved with these are life changing events for these people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that makes me it's, feel it, it, that good. it's gotta like light your fire, <laughs> blow your hair back. Um, 
uh, fire your heart. Those are the sort of uh, the three mantras or the three things that we try to get out here on pillars of community. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're doing, it's really important and it's really important to be in the hands of someone who cares. He's knowledgeable and he's a good person and, um, and is not in it just to hawk, you know, hawk cash, especially in a time when it's so tempting to, there's a lot of low hanging fruit sort of, I don't know if I go that far to call it that, but like, there's a lot of sticking opportunity. Yeah. Gotta have good ethics. Amen. Um, Tell me about your ethics. <laughs> I mean, no, no, let's say. So you're um, Baltimore, Baltimore native, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Ravens? That's a football team. <laughs> Quoth the Raven evermore. Now, all right, so you're in Baltimore, and then you've had, you've, I mean, real estate, we were just talking downstairs over breakfast. Real estate is sales. I mean, it's, it's kind of like one of the more blunt, uh, pure... Uh, like commission, it's like you you eat what you kill. You got to work hard, and if you work hard, hopefully, after amount of time or whatever, you'll receive reward for that financially and stuff. Um, but you've been in sales. I don't know uh, what's your sort of sales experience, or yeah, you've been in a lot, you've you've done sales before, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like I've been selling my whole life. Yes. Um, no, I mean what, the way I like to look at it is that I've never, I've never, I'd like to picture that I help people buy things that they wanted to buy anyways. Yeah. I've never sold any, anybody, anything that they didn't want. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, you know, I got really lucky with my first job. I, uh, was selling track time to drive Ferraris, Lamborghinis, a bunch of exotic cars. Um, where, and I would think I was 23. And so this I side of the pond or in Europe? No, no, no. I was actually, I was, so I had a Blackberry, a laptop. They'd send me up to, um, Massachusetts once a month. And then sometimes I'd go out to the track days myself and mm -hmm. meet the clients that I'd sold. Mm -hmm. Sold these fantasy days to unbelievable. So someone would come be like, I want to drive a, I don't have a Ferrari, but mm -hmm. I want to drive one. So you, I rent it for an hour. Is that this idea? Or yeah. I have a Ferrari and I need a track to drive it on because I'm going to get it pulled over on the beltway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or do they service all yeah. inquiries? <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was a cool thing. So we would actually provide two of each cars, okay. two of each car. And we had five different models. So this was a safe instructed, way for people to drive our cars on a closed track with professional race car drivers. Cool. And people really lost their minds with this stuff. I mean, we, um, it was cool. I mean, we'd pick you up from the, from the airport. We drive you to the nicest hotel in town and then, you know, we wine and dine and that was a good time. Cause you've got people out there that are crazy about cars Yeah, and they paid a lot of money Dang. to do this. And I did sold you get a lot to, of did them. You get to drive. You, you, have oh, to, yeah. you have to test the product. <laughs> I, I, well, I need to know what I'm talking about. Right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> misinformed. You know? Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was one of my contingencies to take the job. I said, well, I absolutely need to go out there. So like, I know what I'm talking about. Like once a week. Yeah. Cause yeah, something yeah, could change. Something changes. Uh, yeah. And, and if we move it to a new track safety first, all right, yeah. I'll be the Guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need to be able to talk about turn 12. Uh, <laughs> unreal. That's, that sounds fun. It was crazy. It was like, I can't believe 23 years old. Yeah. It's perfect for like a young Tom Cruise like yourself. I say you look like, Tom. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, like top gun. Um, so that was cool. How long did you do that for? That was like, gosh, I want to say it was less than a year because as people, most, uh, a lot of people remember a little thing called the financial crisis. Yeah. Or the 08 or 06. It was like 08, 09. Yeah. So prime lending. So, <laughs> so I went from selling a ton of these to, you know, when people lost 30, 40, 50% of their portfolio, they stopped uh, paying $6,500 a day to go drive cars. Yeah. It's what they call disposable income or yeah. play money. But it was, it was before that it was, it was wild because I had a guy the market was incredibly hot. I, w I had a guy that called me. Um, we spoke and then he called me back and he booked five, uh, tickets for the experience. So that he, the guy spent, um, over $30,000 
over the phone Mm -hmm. and then called me back later that day and bought two more. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's like to a voice on a phone. He's giving me his credit card information. And so people got to trust you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is true. Trust is huge for all relationships, especially with a lot of, a lot of, uh, money is could be on the line mm-hmm. um how long did you do that uh that job that sounds so boring um <laughs> yeah it was less than a year it was oh wow and that's it, you said you said oh three you started there no 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 i I'm graduated sorry. from my bad high school in oh three. Oh wow okay so i graduated college in oh seven mm-hmm. i started working for them sometime after that yeah, that makes sense with the financial crisis of like a weight ish something mm-hmm. like that but i was smart because i Saved all my money. I think I was still living at my parents' place because I didn't know what I was going to do next, which was good because I was in Baltimore so little. I was traveling for work. So I saved all my money. And then when the company got, um, I don't know if they got sold or they just were like, we got to shut the doors. Um, that's when I bought that around the world plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so cool. Um, so right after, so was the, the bubble popping in 08? Is that they had to probably lay people off or is the company still around? No, yeah. it's not still around. You did not, you I think get a, he, I you think didn't he, get a Lamborghini. Huh? No, no, <laughs> I think he sold it or he was trying to sell it. So it was after that you, you got about this plane ticket that took you around the world in another oh, year, right? 365, right? Or yeah, you can go, you explain it. Yeah, you can, there's all different kinds out there. Um, what if you, you still can, have them. I think they do. I got some free time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> they have really good podcasts in Singapore. When you can expense it, right? It's, <laughs> Say that again? Yeah. You can expense it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a business expense. I can write it off. I need Podcast to go to Thailand for- Pillars Productions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that. Uh, it's such a cool idea. The idea is, let me let me see if I can verbalize it. You buy, you put down X amount of money and you can go, you can take as many flights as you want in a year. It depends. So it depends what you pick. Some of them are pre-chosen for you. I did a build your own. Yeah, like 10 trips. I think I had seven stops maybe. So it went – and I ended up you know, mixing it up. I actually broke it up. So I went from LA to Fiji, Fiji to New Zealand, New Zealand to Australia. I was supposed to continue on to Thailand, but they had an issue at the airport there with a bit of a – safety issue snafu so i ended up in um indonesia i was supposed to be there for a week i stayed for a month because i liked it so much (laughs) so then i flew back to australia back to the states i think i guarded that summer and then flew out to oktoberfest with a bunch of buddies after the yeah and in we were in munich which was amazing it was a crazy great trip from there we were What's that? Leader Hosen. Oh my God. I wore it for a week. Didn't you show it? I wore it for a week straight. Are you German? No. No. It's like Irish, Native American, English or something. It's a good mix, tell you that much. Yeah, Germany. Must have been fun. So you went there with Buddy. So you did the 24 hour deal by yourself. Or not, I'm sorry. The around the world, the around yourself. Yeah, the around the world, I was by myself. And like, time. talk about, we've talked about this a little bit before solo traveling. Like, you really under, get to understand yourself. Um, and you have to put your, you have to sell. And I'm not, I don't like the term sell. I think I really like how you describe how you're in sales. It's like you help people achieve things that they always sort of wanted to achieve. They're almost like a little bit of like a coach. You kind of like yeah. hold their hand or not hold, just like encourage them to do, do things. Um, but you have to like, you had to be your best self while traveling if you wanted to enjoy the experience because you didn't have a buddy to do it with necessarily. Right. You know, so you're putting your best foot forward um, in Indonesia and in, I had to write out all the countries where I'd forget them. Fiji, <laughs> New Zealand, uh, Thailand, Thailand, mm-hmm. um, if you wanted to get something out of it, I mean, you can bring a book and just sit in the corner in a cafe, but you got to get out there and sort of engage it. And that's kind of why you do it. And then like, I would think that that sales with the, with the exotic cars, this, that trip, that adventure, you know, just kind of like turns you into who you are. And it's, it's, it's I'm not surprised I'm sitting across from a, a realtor from, from Keller Williams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got that background. Well, seems it's to me. 
you know, it, it, I you, know you pretty well. I actually got, I actually got a lot of backlash when I bought that ticket because people were saying, "Oh, what are you going to go find yourself? Go find yourself." And I was like, "Yes, this is not. <laughs> I, I, I just want to see what's out there." Yeah, you know, that is. I mean, everyone should be finding themselves at any age. I firmly believe that. I just wanted to learn, you know, I said, you know, I've, and you're young, dude. I went to the same all boys school for 12 years. Yeah. Then I went to four years of college and I was like, okay, I think I have a pretty good understanding of what's going on here. I am curious what's going on everywhere else. What the heck's going on out there? Yeah. Um, what, what, tell me what the heck is going on out there with everyone else? <laughs> um, so I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> so, um, after Oktoberfest, I went to, I met up with my mom in, or no, no, I met my buddy in Rome and then my, he was studying abroad. My mother, like, I guess we had planned this out when I think about it in hindsight, she had booked a cruise. So I met up with my mother in Rome and then we took a cruise around. Uh, so you and mom? Yeah, just me and it's my cool. mom. Yeah, it was great. It's unique, uniquely special. Yeah, she's awesome. She's very brave, and um, we get along great. And it was just cool to get to be able to do that with her. To to you know, she's from Memphis, Tennessee, and she's uh, just an awesome person. So I got to travel with my mom, and then uh, kind of had this. You know, she left, and I was kind of looking at the globe, and I realized being in Rome, how close I was to Egypt. And I said, well, that's, that's pretty close. And I, and like a world away. <laughs> I would, I've, well, you're like, I've been to Rome. Well, it's like, it, it, one, really. at some point you're like, it doesn't matter where it is because you're so far from home anyways. You're like, well, what's another couple yeah. thousand miles. So yeah, whatever it was, I, I booked a flight from Rome to Cairo and I got to Cairo and somehow got this um, this rooftop accommodation for $8 a night. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a bunch of English people there. I had met a guy that had ridden a motorcycle from Cape Town to Cairo, mm. which is something I want to do before I die. Mm -hmm. They're out there and you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your expectations? I don't know. No. I don't know. It was I hope it's nice. Maybe if I'm just nice, it'll, nice will come to me. I think that's, that's one of my theories. It's called the boomerang, ger the garish boomerang theory. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you put out, a lot of usually it comes back. It's yeah, like boomerangs back. So I, be careful you, what you put out there. Need to get that in a textbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah the no. garish boomerang. <laughs> hey, let's uh, down under. I got the boomerang down under. I was, I was in Australia for. Uh, two three months really over a summer playing lacrosse yeah no way yeah yeah oh, oh maybe oh eight oh seven maybe what side were you guys on perth no that's my favorite the west coast the wild west Ooh, it's nothing out there man perth's tiny and that's the biggest city on the whole west coast by far i know? think it's awesome out there yeah it's really cool they're uh yeah all right so continuing with the the travels of logan burke the well the chronicles of burke yeah so, <laughs> so so after doing that um and i'm still living off of the money i made from supercar life at this point and then supercar life what a name <laughs> you bring that back because yeah. i had budgeted that um i had i had budgeted to spend ten thousand dollars and i was planning to be gone for a hundred days and i was like okay that's a hundred bucks a day that's way more than most backpackers yeah. a lot for and that wasn't how much i could spend it was how much i was wondering if i could do it for yeah so if you think i was staying in five-star hotels you're you're off yeah um maybe with mom but she wasn't there <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah the cruise i got to take a shower on the cruise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then obviously you know all, all good things must come to an end yeah and then my next job was like the polar opposite of supercar life <laughs> um i think i was working for like a a construction company selling like home improvements energy audits energy efficiency improvements and then we were on site a lot so mm -hmm. i went from sitting in the ritz carlton with cocktails and hors d'oeuvres to crawling around a crawl space with um two-part spray foam air yeah. sealing rim joists and yeah. i was like how different, different language different everything <laughs> 
<laughs> with like a HEPA filter mask on. Yes. Less than ideal. Yes. Different for sure. Yeah. But there are similarities. Are there, would you say, between supercar life and this new, new arrangement? Um, what were you doing for that? This, this, what was the company called again? It's called Smart Homes. Smart Homes. What were you doing for them? I was doing sales, but then I'd also be in the field some. Yeah, so you really knew what you were. I mean, the same thing with supercar life. You got to try. You're in the field. You're I on the track the, trying yeah. out the Ferraris. <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> but like, what I, what I was trying to get at is like, like, like sales is like, I don't know, it's old as time. You know, it's like the first profession. I would say the first profession is um, what's the right term for it? Yeah, what is the right term for um, that? Billy? Uh. Prostitution. <laughs> I don't know why that was escaping me. Um, but what the heck? I mean, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a different, it's an odd, it's a, it's a form of sales. Anyway, anyway, let's move on past that. But like, what's the widget? You know what I'm saying? It's like the, uh, it almost doesn't matter what it is necessarily. You have to believe in it. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's a sim- similar skill set. Yeah, I got. A, I learned that from my dad. I used to go on a lot of appointments with him, and we'd be in um, the factories at GM or Ford or Harley Davidson, and I would just listen to him talk and listen. And you know, it was like watching someone. I don't want to say cast a spell, but he's very good at what he does, and I tried to learn as much as I could from him. Um, yeah. Yeah, you are a product of nature and nurture, right? And uh, the environment you grow up in and stuff like that. I, I remember my dad worked uh, in a pl- heating, plumbing, air conditioning contracting business down in D.C. called John G. Webster's. He worked with my grandfather. He worked with my mom's mom. Or mom my mom's father, I mean. Um, and uh, I would love to go down there. There was McDonald's right down the block. But uh, outside of lunch, it's uh, just like the, I don't know. I'm I'm really thankful now to be able to osmosis that absorb that. It's like sitting there and like seeing how he operates. It's like, and the thing that sticks out to me now is just like, he operates with kindness. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, I mean, you can, it's no fun and you won't have many true friends. Mm-hmm. If you operate without kindness, you know, it's no right. fun and, and, and whatever. But if you're just nice and um, and you have the skill set for sales and stuff, then it's a good combination. So, so to back you up on that, I, I remember a, a certain appointment that we went on and, and we were there for three hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, what are we doing here? We're talking about their family. We're talking about their kids. We're talking about their house, their boat, their bike. I mean, we were probably two hours and 47 minutes and I'm looking at my dad like, when are we going to sell them what we came here to sell everything except for the sale? Yeah. Meanwhile, everything you're talking about leads to the sale. I know. And this is me and like my 14 year old brain. I'm I'm thinking, you know, salesman walks in with a briefcase, slams it down. Hey, this is the deal. And that's (laughs) not, you know, maybe that works for some people, but seeing him do that and then. And then he told them the prices and they said, Oh, Chuck, like you can, you can charge us more for this. Like, what do you, what do you, why aren't you charging us more? And he's like, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Like I'm making what I need to make. And I remember I'm like, I can't believe why wouldn't he do more? And we're walking to the truck and I said, dad, why did, why did you do that? Why didn't you, they wanted to pay more. They said it was in the budget. They like you. And he's like, he's like, Logan, if you are able to, provide somebody with something that they are willing to pay more for, then they will always come back to you. He's like, but if you try to take advantage of people and they get the feeling that, you know, you're not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of butchering the message, but no, no, you're, you're, you're saying it in your own words, which is great. It's basically like, if you can do a good job for people and mm-hmm. do a job so well that they are willing to pay more for it, yeah. then your phone will always ring. Yeah. And that's what I am trying to do or i am doing with you know this real estate thing yeah i'm trying to provide a service that you know i got a text message the other day i filmed a video for this um this buyer out at a lot i gave her a tour of the whole property you know she gets to meet me over video and she just sends back like this is incredible yeah 
you know, and, and this, this girl's about to buy this, uh, waterfront lot. And I think it, you know, you, you learn from the people that you're around and then eventually that becomes instinctual. So I always try to put myself in the, whoever I'm working with, I try to put myself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. So what would, how would I want someone to treat me? What questions would I want them to answer? And, and honestly, it's like this old quote, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's true. It's on my Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100% correct. And people appreciate that. Like, I, I just... Well, yeah. That's what comes with, like, uh, um, uh, experience. Uh, it comes with age, maturity. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah. Once you... Once they can detect... Once they can detect a heart in the chat in this person's chest then they're, they're then they're interested in your brain in mm-hmm. your head you know well they gotta li- i mean they gotta like you <laughs> right 100 you know we spend a lot of time together so i've been very lucky that the clients i have i mean we laugh a lot and we it's make huge. progress every day it's huge oh your dad's words are of of, of, of infinite wisdom it's like yeah how come you didn't so we're gonna pay let's just take a hundred dollars we could have gotten 130 out of them but we stayed stuck on 100 but you know what son they are i'm not saying this in any um totally like uh material way but they will pay more because they'll do that hundred dollars again down the road right it's an investment in the future instead of an immediate extra thirty dollars in your pocket Right, and that's the thing. So, and you're just nice. <laughs> so in this business, that's the ancillary benefit is the cash. It's the same as when I was um, selling solar in Baltimore. You know, my goal is always to do such a good job for the person that they have. It, if somebody asks them about what they did, that they say, "Okay, you got to work with Logan." This is what he did. This is what, you know, he provided such a good service. He answered our phone calls. He answered our text message. He like, you know, I want to be, I want to be so good that I want everyone to have a good experience because I also want to get that next referral. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, I put a lot of emphasis on just doing a good job for every single person I meet Mm -hmm. because ultimately that's that's the key to you know having a successful business if you if you cut corners and someone has a bad experience with you i've been very lucky that hasn't happened but um i can imagine that'd be very hard to come back from mm-hmm. yeah it just comes down to like a uh if you really want to get maybe philosophical um uh, the i always think of this poster uh that was up in uh where i used to teach in modern day school in one of the classrooms, like all, everything I needed to really know in life, I learned in kindergarten. <laughs> you know, uh, you tell the truth, don't hit, share, keep your shoes tied. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you don't fall over, smile, mm-hmm. um, respect women, open the door for a woman if she's, um, let her go first. You know, it's just like really simple things that, um, I use the analogy of juggling. Say you're in first grade, you got one ball, you're throwing it up in the air. It's not mm-hmm. easy. But once you get older, you start adding balls to the juggling thing, and then like you lose sight of like the poster on the wall that has the commandments of living a good life because hmm. you're you're trying to juggle all these balls. You got to be able to ju- juggle the balls, maybe get rid of a few that are 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 bad bad balls, <laughs> hmm. um, and keep an eye on that poster as much as you can because you know it's as corny as it sounds. I think it's uh, a, the the key to a happy life and a financially secure existence. Yeah. Eventually, you know, you know there's the financial aspect of it as well. That's what I said. Financially secure. <laughs> if you do, yeah. If you do. A good I mean, job. over, over, and nothing happens overnight. That's, that's another sort of lesson that's been resonating with me recently. If it's like, if I just keep I'm like, I want my podcast to be, you know, I want to be the next Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. like on a local level. Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not saying I am going to be Joe Rogan, but I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Well, you know um, what? And I'm going to read and work and talk and, and research so I can have the skill set to hopefully get there. But it takes freaking time and work. Well, yeah, I'll give you an example. So this, um, when I worked for this solar company in Baltimore, this 
this manager who I didn't really know. I knew everyone else at the company and they brought this lady on and just from the get go, she had something wrong with me. So instead of, they brought me on as a salesman, she came in and made me do data entry. And I think I did data entry for four months, yeah, five months. I can't remember how long. Um, Eventually, everybody in in the company was like, why is Logan doing data entry in HubSpot for eight to 10 hours a day? Why isn't he talking to clients? And then the heat kind of came down on her. She lost her job. I became, uh, you know. But probably maybe took, took her seat. I mean, it just, it, it was great because I kept saying, guys, what are we doing here? Why am I doing this? But it was, But what was good about it is that once I got to start selling, I had a lot of success yeah. because I'd been in the trenches doing something miserable all day, every day for months on end. Dealing with the shrapnel. Yeah. I'm in the, sh- I'm in the, I'm in the trenches taking shrapnel and, and I'm up in Dewey. Yeah. And I'm watching doing, it, playing the air piano. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the, the same situation, I was watching a kid younger than me come back in with closed contracts, closed contracts, closed contracts. And I'm sitting here inputting data and then, Eventually, when the tide turned, the president of the company came down and he said, Logan, uh, what's this I hear about you selling all these jobs? How's that? Uh, you know, what do you know about solar? How did, what, why would anyone buy solar from you? And I said, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm working really hard. I'm learning everything I can about it. And I go to these appointments and, you know, people, people seem to like buying things from me. And he goes, and he kind of gets everyone's attention in the office. And he goes, he's like, listen up. And he was a cool guy. And I I just talked to him a week ago. He goes, you want to know why Logan's successful? And everyone's kind of quiet. And they're like, what's he going to say? And he's like, he goes, because people buy things from people that they like. And I was like, hey, that's pretty nice to say. You know, it's it's, it's rare you get that. So you're saying you like me, huh, boss man? (laughs) I'm not buying anything from you, but I'm just making it. No, it's 100%. Gold, bro, gold. So we've been talking about last, like, you know, I don't know, twenty, thirty minutes. It's just like, be nice. Yeah, it's like, I mean, if you if you're nice to people and you, you work have hard, to like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I. It's, it's easier for some. Yes, okay. I mean, I, but that's at the core. Yeah, I mean, being you know having the desire. Uh, to work hard. I mean, it's like I put a lot of pressure on myself. I always want to be as good as possible and I never want to screw up. And I, I, I always want people to walk away from me saying, wow, like that guy's really good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, so you got any other projects <clears throat> you're working on? Like today's Sunday, mm-hmm. um, but this upcoming week, you want to preview anything or you got anything on your mind or with respect to like, what might be happening in October? <clears throat> yeah, let me think here. Um, yesterday was a big day. I mean, that was a lot. I love it. Um, what I like, it's it's very cool working these open houses um, because it's a chance to meet new buyers mm-hmm. and you never know where it's going to go. So it's like yesterday I met a potential buyer, but they also have a house to sell. Mm-hmm. And so we talk for 15, 20 minutes. I ask a ton of questions. I mean, that's a big thing. I, I ask a lot of questions because I want to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. what's your motivation? What's your timeline? Um, because I need to know my client. Um, so it's like, you know, I go and work this open house. It's uh, people are coming in. So, you know, just putting the time in, not only did I find a new buyer, but I found a new listing. And it's just being willing to to do those kinds of things, and I, you know, that builds on itself. So I've got all these people I need to call and email and get information to, and it's going to be a busy week. And I yeah. and I'm happy. I mean, this kind of schedule works really well for someone with a brain like me. Yeah. I um I love to go go like go. A butterfly brain. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is like uh, I don't I don't see you like sitting. Yeah, if you have to, you have to, but like you're better suited to be kind of on the go. Yeah, it's like from one thing to the next, you know, butterflies. Kind of like one of those um Australian shepherds, one of those yeah. herding cattle dogs. Yes. You know, if they don't get exercise, they're not happy. Yes. So I like to run, you know, throw the ball again. And you're really. fit. 
You're fit. You know You know what to do with the ball once you run it down. I'm going to bring it right back, throw it again. I can't help but think of, uh, yeah. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah. I can do that until my arm falls off. Yeah. So I think I threw a ball to you the other day. It's like, that's why I play lacrosse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a not a good arm. <laughs> but the uh, you ask a lot of questions, and I wrote something on my paper. We're going to call you the gadfly. You know whose uh, nickname, really, really smart person, maybe the smartest of history, whose name was the gadfly, the nickname, mm-hmm. Socrates. Oh. Yeah. Gadflies are like flies that are like on horses' asses, um, and they're just annoying. But um, the way that Socrates got to a lot of his wisdom and is and close to truth is by asking a lot of questions. And some people thought that was annoying, hmm. but that's how he understood people and had people examine how they view life. Mm-hmm. Um, take a, an assessment of it and see if it's they're really if they still believe in those convictions. You know what I'm saying? He also said, "I don't. I never taught anything anyone. I don't. I'm not a teacher. I just have a conversation, and then people sometimes stumble upon um, understanding or notions or ideas on their own. I just help with that process. Yeah, kind of like with like maybe in sales. I'm just help. I'm just here to help. Helping you do what you wanted yeah, to do. Anyways. How do we get to yes? Yeah." Exactly. Um, I was thinking about ending with some fun questions. What do you think? I love fun, Billy. All right, let's do this. <laughs> There's Judish. Um, yeah, these are fun. What do you like better, listing or working with a buyer? I'm gonna, I'll answer for you, working with a buyer. And I don't <laughs> really know what listing means. Because <laughs> I know a buyer is could be a person. Yes. I don't know. So when you when you list a house, that means your client wants to sell their house. Mm. And so they're, so they're both people then. Yeah, they're they're both they're both people. So what do you like better? Is it selling or buying or so working I mean, with it it just Is there is there a different dynamic to it? Well yeah, because when you list a house, that is the person is trusting you to market their property. Um, the best way possible. They yeah. want to get the best return on their investment. So, you know, they bought it for this. They want to sell it for this. What's the current market situation? It's interesting. How many things are out there? What are they selling for? What are the comparables? These are all things that go into it. And then you've got, well, how are you going to market the property? So we've got at Keller Williams, we have a ton of resources. Um, I'm also really into doing videos. So I want to do videos for properties, give people walkthroughs, um, and people want to know that you're going to do the job. So, mm-hmm. you know, staying in touch with your clients, say, look, this is what we, this is what I did today for your listing. This is who we reached out to. This is the plan. People want to be updated because, you know, it's, um, you want to sell the home for the highest and best price. Um, hopefully as quickly as possible. I mean, all right. So what do you like better? Is there, can you differentiate uh, is is there more pressure to sell than to buy? I think with listing, you definitely have you. You're definitely going. You're going to have a little bit more pressure on you yeah. because with the buyers, I mean, some people might say, like I met people last weekend. They said, "Well, we're gonna, we're looking to buy in the next six months," you know. Um, but if you look at the listing side, I mean, average days on the market. You know, what does it do? How does it affect the 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 price of the interest in the house the longer it stays on the market if you overprice it and it sits for too long that's not great yeah yeah it's a little more yeah it's uh it's sell- like in selling selling <clears throat> sales sales is hard you know there's pressure in sales yeah. buying it's like all right you got the cash just got to find a good match for you and then with with buyers you need to make sure that they're pre qualified you need to vet them properly you need to figure out you know how serious are these people. You know, one thing I like to do is, is I want to get them in the office mm-hmm. and let's let's pull up the MLS, let's find an area on the map, mm-hmm. let's get all your criteria into this computer, and then let's spit out the results. Yeah. And if they're serious about buying, they won't have any problem doing that. Right. Some, the other issue is some people don't know what they want. Right. So, well, that's where your, the therapy thing comes in, or your expertise, or, you know, it's just like the relationship, you know, that's where you dig your heels in there. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to be spending a lot of time. You got to know the person to understand what they want. You know, yeah, you get to know them whether you like it or not. But I, 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 I've never had a. I mean, some people are, I guess, hard to like. 
<laughs> but there, there's no one that's not interesting, you know. If you, if you just got to look kind of hard enough and ask the right questions. Well, here, here's a good yes, one for sir. you. The, the, so this guy came into an open house the other day, and they were real, real suspicious and real kind of like darting their eyes around. And um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, crack them open a little bit. And and I'm asking him a bunch of questions, and he's answering. I mean, they sound like people that want to buy. And I said, okay, sir, you know, what's your what's your cell phone number? And he goes, well. Why do you why do you need my cell phone number? And I and I looked him straight in the eye and I said, "So I can help you." <laughs> and he was like, he kind of realized that, "Oh, this guy's just trying to do a good job." Yeah. And they ended up spending an hour and 40 minutes with me at that place and they go, "You know, we just want to let you know that we are two of the most skeptical people you will ever meet. So the fact that we sat here with you for this long and that we're going to use you to find us a house, they said you should take that as a great compliment. Oh God, that's good. And that was, that was kind of cool. It's very cool. It's, uh, and he's hilarious now. He just make like, we go look at houses and he's just making me laugh all the time. He came out of a shell. I trust yeah, you. He did. You know? Um, all right. Question number two, we're going to do two, uh, we're going to do three questions. Okay. All right. I like the number three. Okay. It's just me. <laughs> All right. What's the, mm, yeah. What's the weirdest thing that has happened on an appointment? Oh gosh. <sighs> an appointment could also be, co- it could be code for a date. <laughs> if you wanted to swap <laughs> it out, I'll, I'll give you that audible. Okay. Um, are we talking about worst or, or weirdest? Weirdest thing. As a, as a realtor? Sure. Whatever. Realtor, you know, or if you don't want to defer on that, fine, and go with a date or something. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't, I don't know. We had a very, we had a very strange situation the other day. Uh, the, 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 yeah, I don't. I mean, the man was not supposed to be there, and he was there, and um, I think he was a pretty good ways through his handle of vodka that he had on the <laughs> counter, and and then that was just a little. Strange. He was not expecting us. And um, whoa, 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 whoa! He was selling his house, or he was looking to buy. He was supposed to not be there. He owns the house. He owns the house. He was having some cocktails. Yes. You're coming to show it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did he, is, were you representing him? No. And the buyer. I, I was or just representing the buyer? the buyer. Holy smokes! Yeah. And the Sorry. and the and the listing agent had given us the go ahead. So, uh, you know, you, you just got to be. Uh, <laughs> You never know. It's got to be Logan Burke. <laughs> Think on your feet. Be an athlete. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, how do we handle this? All right. You want to touch up? or <laughs> <laughs> Can you mind taking that to the uh, to the bar for a half hour, please? Thanks. Right. Um, all right. Third and final. And my favorite question. If you could have dinner with any one person, living or dead, whom would he or she be? Who would he or she be? I've got to say, don't say Beethoven. That's mine. It's there's two guys that I've read a couple books about. Yeah, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and young Winston Churchill. Really, <clears throat> Winston Churchill as a younger lad. As a younger lad, he had a great adventure through South Africa, and I can't remember the name of the book. It might be called Savior of the Free World. Yeah, and it's about this crazy like story that happens about him going down to South Africa and having to escape and being in like a railway car trying to get to Mozambique because it was run by the Portuguese and he was being hunted all through South Africa. And it's just back when you could like do that. those sort of things. Well, it's just crazy compared to the world. The image that people have of Winston Churchill is this, you know, statesman buttoned up. Yeah. I mean, mean buttoned up, but yeah. yeah, yeah, he would be fascinating to hang out with and sit down with. And then Teddy Roosevelt, obviously similar kind of cat. Just guys that are into adventure, but are also extremely successful. Those are people that I look up to. That's kind of like who you are. <laughs> That's who you want to be. I mean, you are. You have been successful. Okay. You would. Um. You yeah. You have been, and and you certainly are an adventurer. You like your travel. So a little bit. Yeah. Um. You have, what's the guy's name? I was just going to answer the question. Uh, oh yeah. Myself. Who's yours? Who's That's yours? Fine. No, I mean, I, I, for a while it was Beethoven. Uh, but I don't know. He seems a little too cranky for me and melancholy, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say no to a, a dinner date with Ludwig von Beethoven. Um, but the guy who was the CEO of Southwest airline, mm. 
I read I read a book of his. He kind of died. I don't know, maybe a few few years back. And the guy just seems like a really interesting guy. Obviously successful, and would just like talk about sales and, and good business and stuff. He would have his em- employees uh, over to his ranch in Texas because that's where Southwest started. You know, mm-hmm. just started inner inner intra Texas, um, and uh, and then he would be like. Here, let's have some. He loved wild turkey. It's like we're just have we're co- we're cocktail liquor. We're cocktailing. Oh yeah, <clears throat> he smoked like I don't know palm olives or something. I don't know. Um, and uh, you know, people and just they laugh and they talk and they scheme and they like you know everything. It was almost a lifestyle in a way. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like every night, but um, and then he would always be the last to go to bed. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, people would be like, "What the heck is this guy?" He, really? Yeah, he'd always just be like. Calm, cool, collected in the corner, sipping some wild turkey and puffing on a cigarette. I I just remembered a a story for you. It maybe just talk to me. It wasn't. It's not the strange. Maybe not the strangest situation, but it's it's just interesting. Um, So when I I was selling solar in Baltimore, then I got in touch with a commercial solar business in South Africa, and they brought me on as a sales consultant. So I ended up moving to South Africa to work for this company. So I split time between Pretoria and Cape Town. And what I was doing for them is I was organizing their CRM. So it's like, we got to figure out, you know, where are these deals coming from? And they were, they were doing big jobs and they wanted to organize their process. And they were always, they also brought me on to train people. So I remember they sent me to this office building one day and I'm sitting there and I'm training all these guys, how to design solar arrays, how to assemble a proposal. Um, and then I remember I was going back to the office one day and we worked in this big office park in Musenberg, which is uh, nearer. It's like a suburb type of Cape Town. And I was looking at all these buildings around where we were and I realized we're a solar business in a business park with all these massive warehouse roofs. And I was like, none of these, none of these roofs have solar on them. So I picked up my stuff, started going door to door. I found this like plastic molding company next door that used a ton of energy, massive, massive roof. And I said, Hey, has anyone ever um, talked to you guys about doing a solar project here? And the lady looked at me like I, like an alien had just dropped out of (laughs) like outer space. Mm -hmm. Like I'm an American, I'm going door to door, like, you know, from business to business and trying to drum up business for this company. And then I get back and they they were interested. They actually needed it. They could do it. I came back to the office and I'm talking to the the president and the head engineer. And I was like, guys, I got a new lead. Um, just want to get your opinion on this. We need to set up another meeting. And they're like, wait, hold on a second. How did you get this lead? And I said, well, you know, it was walk next door. It was a slow day, and I just kind of went for a walk. <laughs> I, I went, I went for a walk, and I knocked on every single door in this entire business park, and they're like you're saying you went door to door in South Africa. They're like, we have never heard of anyone ever doing that. They're like, is that an American thing? And I was like, well, I'm trying to make money. I mean, I'm not going to sit here in the office all day. I mean, so getting, you know, being willing to get out there and we lived in a very safe place there, but um, there were some other areas of Cape town I went to that were, you know, not as safe. So I would say that was a really cool experience for me. um, Bringing, you know, my style of, sales and my experience to South Africa and just seeing the look on these guys' faces that ran a very successful business, but had never even considered walking next door and just saying, Hey, yeah. do you guys Sometimes need anything? Pull your head up from your cubicle and look yeah. around. Yeah. And, and and then this guy in the office goes, I would never do that. I would never do that. Why? And I was like, well, you know, that's, maybe he's not as brave as you are. You know, your mom's brave, but you get that from your mom and your dad seems like the same thing too. But the, uh, the answer is always no, unless you ask. Right. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. I mean, it was millions of dollars worth of business. Some people are like, I think about this sometimes when I have little reservations, should I I talk to this girl or should I ask for this? I want I, I want something and I'm gonna should I ask for it? It's maybe a little aggressive. It's the worst thing that can happen is just you no, know, like okay, yeah. If you don't try, nope. the answer is definitely no, no. problem. <laughs> get out there and try. You know, um, how do people get in touch with you? 
Um, they can call me or they can email call me. Call 911. No. no. Uh, yeah. So right. you want to drop your email? Yeah. Maybe right, we should I'll, do like also a little I'll also put it in the, uh, it'll be in like the ad description of the, uh, yeah. The yeah. write up of the podcast. Great. Uh, yeah. My cell number is 443-797-9217. Email is logan.burke, B-U-R-K-E at G- oh, <laughs> at kw.com. Beautiful. It's about as good as this Beethoven is right here. Ah, Pillar's Corner with Logan Burke, ladies and gentlemen. And I think, I think you bring up not a bad idea. Put this down a little bit. Sorry, Ludwig Vaughn. Um, to do, uh, being that the market is, is what it is, like another installment soon. Yeah. I, I mean, any, any updates or anything. I this hope- is kind of like an uh, overall just sort of like, hey, you're awesome at what you do. You're an awesome guy get a little of your story out there, but we can get, we can drill further into specifics if you want it. Right. I, I mean, I think this is a good way for people to say, Hey, let's, if we're going to the beach, let's mm-hmm. use this guy. Amen. And if we want to sell our house, we'll use Logan. And I've got my licenses in Delaware and in Maryland. So wherever you are, I can help you. I come to you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks, Bailey. Muchas gracias, amigo. <laughs> hyper-local approach to the podcast. Chevy Chase, Bethesda, Kensington, Washington, D.C. A podcast of people who are pillars unto themselves, and because of that, they stand pillars of our community. It begins by being your best self, your best pillar. Then, just like that, magically, whether you know it or not, the community will feel your effect. These people are pillars of community. Be a pillar. (laughs) 